what it be like yes sir yes sir yes sir pastor jeff what is going on man it's sunday night Sunday night is also Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day. To all the mothers, dear mama. Dear mama. I was young, me and my mama had beef. 17 years old. Something, 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 something. In the street. <laughs> yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> Rest in peace, Tupac. Rest in peace. Happy Mother's Happy Day mother's to all Day the mothers. Everybody. All and, the mothers out there. And you know, we have to really stretch it now. It's happy birthday to the mothers, the grandmothers, the aunties, the mimas, the nanas, the big sisters. Well, well, I mean, although we're stretching it, can the we? Jump offs. <laughs> the jump offs. <laughs> Sneaky links. This is cancel culture, right? We live in a cancel culture society. I, I refuse to be canceled. Okay, I'm, I don't need you to be canceled. But can <laughs> can we cancel those people who are saying fathers can be mothers too? Fathers and can not we mothers. Please, fathers and can mothers, not be mothers. And mothers are not fathers. So it, just be just, ready for next month. Just stop. Just listen. Let, let them have their dairy. Let me say this. Can I say this to y'all and, and just make it real, real plain? Since he's anti-trans. There, are, there are there are already enough things, odds against us, and forces trying to change our masculinity. Told y'all. To Jeff is a bigot. To <laughs> y'all hear this? I'm just saying, y'all I mean, it's it's already enough against us that we don't have to say happy mother. Can he just be a good father? Next, he's raising next, his kid. Next, he's going to want his country back. <laughs> 40 acres in a mule, 40. baby. Look it up. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. I know what you mean. Yeah, just, just be a good father, man. He's just a good father. He's just a good dude. He's taking care of his kids. I think it's he's weak to try to job. step on somebody else's day. Like, I got to have that, too. Facts. Like, I got to have that, too. Right. Because people are giving you right props, to be honest. And I'm kind of tired of people playing, like, the credit Olympics. Like, who's not getting enough credit for this? Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, Whatever credit you deserve, whether it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever, that should come from your own circle and the people you impact directly. Right. And either you have an ungrateful, you know, immediate family and surroundings, or maybe you ain't all what you think you are. Maybe you should live with that, you know, because you start imposing, like, you get online and start saying, we don't get enough credit for X, Y, Z, or these types of people don't get enough credit. And I'm like, yeah, just live your life and stop fishing for accolades. Like, wouldn't... Hey, mom was, ain't working for trophies. Right. You think mom's cleaning your room talking about, man, I can't wait to get uh, a medallion for this. You know, no. And, and, and I also want to say, and I, you tell me how you feel about this. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Give, I'm, give, already, give I'm, already ba- I'm already bashing everybody. Bash so. everybody. <laughs> I'm already What's up, bashing everybody. Pastor Tatum. Hey, Pastor Tatum got a master's degree. Oh, glory to God. Hey, congratulations, congratulations. Pastor Tatum. Wonderful. That yeah, is awesome. Yeah. Awesome, you got awesome. your master's degree. That is wonderful. Um, how do you feel about the – I didn't heard a couple guys say, you know, my baby mama ain't my mama. I said it again? My baby's mama is ain't not my mama. Ain't my so, mama? Yeah, so so I don't have to, you know, that's not oh, his man. mother. That's, that's the mother of your children, though, that's dog. That's the mother of your children. Dog, that's the mother of your yeah, children, I mean, man. And, I mean, unless it's, like, straight deadbeat. And, I mean, like – and then you just need to keep your mouth closed. Right. Because what grown man, unless absolutely necessary in a private or legal setting, you know, publicly bashes a woman that's the mother of his children, especially at a younger age. I can see if you get a little older or something and you got to tell the truth about a situation or something. But go ahead, Jack. Uh, you, we're talking about bashing women. <laughs> speaking of, speaking speaking of, of bashing, bashing women. women. Hey, uh, Elder Carter, how you doing, Sister 
Sarah. Hey, um, speaking of bashing women, rest in power, King. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. No, he didn't say rest in power, King. <laughs> the King, the King of bashing oh. women. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, wow, Kevin Samuels. <laughs> now, now, here's what I'm gonna say. Kevin Samuels really blew up in the last, what, year or so, year and a half maybe, mm-hmm. based off of some YouTube videos and clips that go viral. Y- you know what I'm about to say that's going to be weird but true? It's crazy that Kevin Samuels and Michael Todd, the pastor, blew up the same way. Wow. Basically off a viral clip. And then people actually started listening to them and finding something wrong with them. You know, it's just crazy. But anyway, Kevin Samuels is a self-proclaimed relationship guru. I guess he had like a podcast very much like this one, just right. himself, mm-hmm. like in his house. And he would interview women and, I mean. Berate, belittle. Um, in some people's minds, you'll tell the truth or yeah. be direct. Say what men always want to say. And I guess his his mantra was like high-value men, you know, don't want a low-value woman. And what does it mean to be a high value you can, woman? You can be truthful and be, you know, uh, I don't even know. Gracious. Gracious about your but, truth. But that is. doesn't get you likes. I mean, yeah. honestly, I don't think we have viewers because, you know, as big as an audience, because we don't talk crazy enough and, and go go off on people. And I, mean, I feel like we have. But there's also something to morals. There's also something to standard. There's also something to character. But was he wrong? though? I mean, did he? Did I, I some he, of it was wrong? I'm, I'm, I think I, some of it was wrong. Some of it was wrong. But, but Kevin Samuels, for those that don't know who this gentleman is, if you've been living under a rock, uh, he is a relationship guru at the YouTube show or whatever podcast, and he would interview women. And and then to me, I felt like it was getting like the strawberry letters that go to Steve Harvey. Yeah, yeah. And it so that was. it felt like this was like a setup made up mm-hmm. like you like 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 a Dr. Phil or a Jerry Springer. Even you're going to attract if these people are real. If they're real scenarios, you're going to attract people who are basically suckers for punishment. Right. Right. Just trying to get famous too. like do I be, do I be deserve a high value man. I'm five, six, 420 pounds, and I work at Wendy's and got nine kids. Like, you just asked me. And, and then he just, out. Oh, hold up, you, you work where? And how old are and you? And then you're like, you just a fat B. I mean, this cat would just say stuff. <laughs> right. right. You know, and I felt like that's over the top. But again, I think people know what they signed up for. Once you got past the first few shows and you saw the clips. Absolutely. If you're still calling in and you're still asking this cat to rate you. And I'm like, what? What kind? Who, but this has been going on forever, though, Pastor Jeff. This is just viral Jerry Springer stuff and really Dr. Phil it stuff. Really it's just who has the sharpest comments about somebody else's life. And we have a habit of elevating and amplifying the the craziest voices that do say. And honestly, it's I'll be honest, to be honest, it's almost Trumpian because it is someone saying what other people wish they could say and are not bold enough or bad enough and are too afraid of their immediate peers. So they're leaning on this cat right. to say what they would say, but it is really how they feel on the inside. So Kevin Samuels died. Right. Now, now, now let's say, 
I I have not said anything negative about him publicly. I'm not gonna say he deserved to die. And, you oh, know, we never say that. Sticks and stones, you know, all that stuff. You know, I mean, some you people. Yourself. Some yeah, some people are. You know, they like basically glad to do. Well, that. How you feel about that? Because that's the part. Okay, so so here's what's been said. Here's what's being said. This guy has spent his whole life talking about a high value men and high value women. By all accounts, died in a very low value fashion. He he. He died under great value circumstances. <laughs> he died under uh, budget gourmet <laughs> circumstances and apparently picked this, uh, a female up. You know, I guess it was a one night stand or hookup situation. This sister wasn't necessarily the, the queen of Sheba. She was just another sister from a bar and no disrespect to the sister, but she was right. just another person you pick up and, and and, you know, there's words being said about his, uh, you know, his living conditions and the fact that he passed out his allegations of drug use. Somebody said that's what Viagra and Coke will do to you. You know, I mean, a lot of stuff. But does he deserve and do we have limits on what we will say about people? Because, I mean, people are like, is this your king? Right. Like y'all one 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 I don't even know who the person is. One person was like, your your y'all daddy's is dead, y'all daddy is gone. Long live the king. I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, honestly, that there there's always gonna be a high price to low living. And so was he living low? I mean or you just didn't like his approach. I mean, we call it are we calling not liking his approach living low? Well, if you're picking up girls for one night stands, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know if that's I, I'm not gonna call it living high. I'm no, not. He could have went it. to his mama's. He could have went to church with his mom and had a heart attack. I mean, he probably didn't have Viagra yeah, and Coke I mean, on the way to right, church, but I mean, I mean, if you're doing Viagra, and I'm just making that up. This is allegedly is that what we're supposed to say allegedly, on podcast? Allegedly. <laughs> uh, I will say that we live in an ever increasing, like you said, Pastor Jeff, sharp-tongued world and cruel world and stuff that used to be just mean whispers are now whole shows mm-hmm. and he capitalized on that and lived by that. And sooner or later, you're going to die by that too. And if you live, if you live by the cruel language, you're going to die by the cruel language. I would never, and I wouldn't encourage and don't think people should say things that are mean and they say, don't speak ill of the dead, but you do create a world for yourself. Absolutely. And people are going to respond to the person you presented yourself to be. And they're almost going to mimic the way you presented yourself and interacted with other people. And I guess this is my thing is uh, people of all shapes and stripes, but I will say specifically black folk, we got to start, stop making stars out of everybody who has an opinion and a photogenic look, because that's basically what we're doing. There have been multiple people who are just basically saying they're basically just taking an aggregate of a bunch of Facebook posts other people made and putting them on video and trying to make themselves like, like preachers. Right. sound more clever than the next and people are falling in love with what these people sound like they call them simps and pick me's and they're just saying what men should be like and you should be like me and every time that happens we find out that you're not the person that you profess yourself to be and claim to be absolutely absolutely go ahead mike what was you gonna say controversy sells though it does oh, controversy absolutely. sells Absolutely. What do they say at every? What do they say at every funeral, though? I can't preach. You you preach your own eulogy with the life the, you live. The life you yeah. live. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Rest in power, King Kevin Samuels, to all the the the, the brothers that really found like that. Like this dude was just. I'll just say, ain't nobody that great 
And I wish people would find their own philosophy to live by. Right. And find their own words to live by. And you know what? Don't find a philosophy. Just live by some standards and and, and stick to them and, and be a right, that's good it. person. I was about it. to do that, man. But that's enough of that. Y'all know what time it is. While you're liking, sharing, tagging somebody, tell them it's time for Meme of the Week. Meme of the Week. Meme of the Week. Meme of the week. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Meme of the Week. Meme of the Week. Thank you. Send us your memes of the week. These are all jokes. We are just playing. In there. Oh, no. Oh, no. I would say happy Mother's Day, but seeing how your kids stay at grandma's house. Okay. Pastor Jeff. <laughs> nah, <I don't> <laughs> Pastor Jeff. <laughs> I mean, they're still a mama. Dear mama. You know, you know, you know what they call us? Sperm I never, donors. I never slept in my mama's house. But uh <laughs> they yeah. call us sperm. So donors. what do you call a, a mother that for whatever reason, let's take out like a genuine like an addiction situation or whatever. I mean, somebody who's just not living like a mom and just kind of puts their children on others. Do they deserve? I want y'all to talk back to that one. Do 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 mothers who are not genuinely functioning as all the things we celebrate in a child's life for Mother's Day, if they're not functioning like that because maybe they're still trying to live, trying to be young, you know, kicking it every week. Do they deserve Mother's Day accolades? I mean, let's just be honest. We we say it to anybody nowadays. It's it's just a polite half the people you you know. I went to Red Lobster today. I told everybody, everybody I walked past, "Hey, happy mom." I don't even know if you got kids. I was saying to teenagers and stuff. Right. <laughs> Asia says she got a free dinner. She ain't even a mom. Listen, it's just Women's Day now, right? Basically, but I mean, what what is there to be said upset about that? I mean, I feel like it's almost the same extension of. First of all, this is nothing new. How about we start there? For generations, actually, especially in not, not just black families, all families, there's a lot of, at the infancy, especially if somebody's having babies early and stuff, there's a lot of grandparent involvement and other oh, people absolutely. looking after people's children for whatever reason. But does it come off a little bit more, uh, does it come off a little bit more striking to you depending on who it is or do, or are we almost like the welfare queen thing where because they're young and black it seems worse and we kind of put an image to it a ghetto image i think we definitely put a ghetto image to it but it's also it's not just blacks though i know i know quite a few caucasians who have their parents raising their kids I, and i know some of them who are actually not bad off they just don't want to do it. They just don't want to be parents. So so it doesn't matter if a person, like you said, just doesn't really want to be parents, doesn't want to be bothered with their child right now, or they're just like trying to pursue something else. And somebody who's like clubbing three nights a week doesn't want to be bothered. There's really no difference to you. No, I, I think there's a difference. Oh, there's definitely a difference. I'm just saying, I, I don't know if it makes a difference on whether you're telling them happy mother's day or not. There's right. a difference in the, in the, you know, the situation yeah, there's definitely a difference. I mean, but, you know, if you have a mother, say, say you know, your daughter 
who's a straight A student, all of a sudden got pregnant in ninth grade. And so you so in, in order for you not to mess up her life, you take over the guardianship. You basically raise this child so your daughter could have that life. Well, again, I think that perpetuates, though, why young ladies feel so comfortable getting pregnant is because we're calling it a support system, but it really feels like a trap door from responsibility. Because not only, and we've talked about this before, are we celebrating not new life. We're celebrating these these glamorous princess, you know, baby showers, you know, knowing full well that that dude ain't got no job and ain't trying to do something. We all like, yeah, we so happy for such and such and such and such. Knowing it's going to be drama like nine months from now. And then it turns into dumping it off on that child to do what and by the way how many times do we see this yeah go watch my child while i make another one exactly and i i get that go go but watch my child while i make another i get one. that but what i'm and saying is one. what i'm saying though is because one time i babysat somebody's child and they came <laughs> home with <laughs> another one but what i'm saying though is honestly i mean i think there there has to be and i know you're saying about the support system but i don't think <laughs> I guess I'm kind of torn between it because I think sometimes you do. Somebody needs that second chance. Somebody needs that, that, you know, I mean, when my, when I had my first daughter, I had my first daughter, I was 18 years old. I had no idea how to be a father. I, and I, I can honestly say that my, you know, her mother had no idea how to be a mother. It was her grandmother who actually, you know, I mean, we were still the parents and we, 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 but we just didn't know what we was doing. And that's the only child you had. No, that's not the only child I had. With, oh, with, we're together. Yeah, yeah, together. Okay. Yes. Well, what do you do with these people who are like four kids deep? Well, here's yeah. another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. I'm I, that, that's what I'm saying, you know, because those are the people who. Welcome to the Kevin Samuel show. Those are the people who all their girlfriends are like, yeah, I might be having some hard times. You know, it'd be a struggle, you know, but I'll be holding it down. And people act like they'd be holding something down that they're not holding it down. They're not. They're not. They're either not willing to work. They're, they're not grinding. Or they do spend money every time they get. How about this entitlement? Y'all should watch my kids. You have to oh, watch yeah. my oh, kids. Nah, nah, nah. Uh-uh. I, I'm mad at my family for not babysitting when I want to. I oh, need yeah. a break. Oh, yeah. I need a break. Yeah, you should have. You should have bought a condom. A, you should have took a break when you. Was, you should have took a break <laughs> in that in that instant between taking them off and keeping them on. And I'm glad you said that, Sister Johnson. I'm glad that there's a lot of couples out here talking about where's the village, retired and living their best life or, or, or still working. I'll be honest. It sometimes it feels like the village has been replaced with a company of enablers, mm. and we call it the village, but it's not. It's people who celebrate everything. And I'm not saying your life is wrong because you made a mistake or or you had a child because a child is always a gift from God, regardless of the circumstance, no matter what. But there are patterns that are unhealthy and that lead to continued instability and the inability to lift yourself up. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that grandparent or grandma. And here's the worst part is when they don't want to give that grandparent credit for stepping in. Absolutely. Absolutely. For stepping in. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really make getting that child to two and three and four years old. I'm not just talking about the old lady wisdom and just telling them how to do little things. I'm talking about literally stepping in and making sure that kid eats and has clothes to wear to school and is, you know, getting their appointments. I, I, I'm sorry. There, there's a lot of 
a lot of people who feel like they deserve something. And, and I do have to agree. We're in a generation of entitlement. And a part of that entitlement is other people's time and attention. And, and honestly, grandparents having to live parenting lives all over again after they raised. And then, well, well some of them raised their child to be grown. Some of them and then had to live it over again. Some of them didn't raise their child with right standards. And the fact that they're raising the child all over again is really reaping what they sold and not dealing with the first one, the right one. They they didn't. And you be honest about it. You let them run wild. You let that boy run around. You let him bring girls home. You let all this stuff happen. So and what happens now is that- Y'all made me a grandma at 36. You made yourself. But what happens now is that it gets taken out on that kid. It, the kid gets the kids gets the short end of the stick because now they get this stern and strict lifestyle. No, they don't. Some of them. Do. I'm telling you, I've watched. I've watched some of them. I've watched. No, nah, because as soon as that grandparent try to get stern and strict, then the mama come back. That's the only time the yeah, parent does come back. Come back. No, the mama comes back to say, "Don't be getting on my kid. That's my baby. She well, if, come raise your baby. If that eleven year old want to smoke weed. Let her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, but we, this is the ongoing struggle because these values and standards, and I'll be honest, they're not really religious. I've been saying this frequently now. These are not really religious. They're just traditional standards, mm-hmm. not so much spiritual standards. They're just tradition, like take responsibility and own. I, I said something online. I said, I, I think I said it when I was preaching last week. I said, I'm not raising boys. I'm producing men. Absolutely. I'm producing men. Absolutely. And at least in part, especially with my personal interaction with my boys, what comes out in them in 20 and 30 and 40 will have a lot to do with me. And I have to absolutely. own that. You are Can they stray right. away and go their own way? Absolutely. But I do have to own some stuff about it. So that, that, was, that was a long conversation about me with a week. But we right. just Mother's Day. We can talk about <laughs> I, what we want to talk about. We wasn't good. We were still on a meme. Hey, hey, happy Mother's Day <laughs> to the real mothers out there and the rest of y'all. Rest in power, queens. Hey, our sponsors, we, we, we're, we're way too late for sponsors. Phillips Care Cleaning Service, residential, floor cleaning, carpet cleaning. I got to call you guys. We need our carpets cleaned downstairs. It's going to hit y'all up. Call my man, Fernando, at 330-219-7916. They do a great job at whatever they do. Move in, move out. Just take care of your whole property, commercial and residential. And while you're at it, man, check out Lawn Care Services. I got a call the other day about a resident that uh, was unhappy with a, uh, uh, a neighbor of theirs that didn't have the lawn cut, you know, and they said it was just out of control and this is unacceptable. But it was my neighbor. They complained about me, man. <laughs> I need to call Phillips Care Lawn Services. How you gonna call your councilman and complain about his yard? <laughs> hey, check about online, <laughs> Facebook, Phillips Care LLC. 330-219-7916. Tell them religiously incorrect sent you. They'll get all things done concerning your lawn, man. Hey, today's show is called, I, don't, I need to tag somebody in the church, somebody with a title, a pastor, an elder, an evangelist, a singer, a musician, a worship leader, an usher, an ursher, an ursher, tag an ursher. Today's show is called Stay in Your Lane. Stay in Your Lane. Stay in your lane. Know your lane. Get in your lane. Yeah, you know, we can preach Stay whole new sermons lane. about this now, Jeff, because now we have these uh, cars with uh, lane warnings in them. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we got to like update our sermons now with the new technology that, that's out. That's you know, because it, we, the, 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 the analogy is simple. If you are driving, nothing worse to me 
than people who are even driving between lanes or who suddenly or unnecessarily or dangerously switch lanes mm-hmm. or people who are just simply driving in the wrong lane. Right. You know how I drive, especially when I get on a freeway. Yeah, horrible. I'm in the fast lane. Fast lane, and you get behind. You you get faster lane. You get behind (laughs) the jetpack lane. You you and the cops about to pull you over. (laughs) I'm about to pull the cops over. (laughs) I got a light too. Hey, you in the lane coming back from Cedar Point where we almost died? (laughs) I'm going to heaven to meet the king lane. Hey, I'm on the highway to heaven. Oh my God, be folk who was at with us at that. Uh, it didn't happen that way. I'm on a highway to heaven. None can walk up there, but whoever's riding past the Todd's van. But you know, <laughs> like four barrels. And that's a great analogy. But I mean, if you remember, I, I preached, you know, get on your mark and set go. And mark I said, there's, go. there's three reasons why you get disqualified from a, a race one's jumping the gun, the other is not passing the baton, and the last is not staying in your lane and being and, doped up. Yeah, that's a yeah. Um, don't forget I, about that. Well, I wasn't in the sermon, but right. okay. We just we since, we, since we updating stuff. 21st. But definitely, I mean, it's it's people who just and don't if you're a woman, <laughs> you're a man racing in a woman's. And <laughs> you became a man yesterday, a woman yesterday. Please stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in, <laughs> please and your bathroom. <laughs> it's a. Cut! Happy Mother's Day! (laughs) Happy Mother's Day! Director! All right, stay stay in your lane. More people are going to wish they had tuned into this. All right. So, so, I mean, how does this happen in the church, Pastor Jeff? You know, honestly, I, I believe that it happens because oftentimes we have a a proclivity to fill voids. There it is. We have a proclivity to fill that's voids. Part, that's one of the primary reasons. There's At a the need church, there's and a whoever need, is willing. And who's ever willing. And so what happens is now that somebody comes in who may be more qualified or actually have went to school for this particular area or, you know, just knows it from the last place that they were at. You either you got you got one or two choices. You're either going to move this person out of the way or you're going to, you know, have this person put them in another lane that they're not supposed to be in. Correct. And keep this person in a lane that they're not supposed or to be in. Or they never get on the road altogether. They never get involved. They're, they're, they're sitting. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And honestly, once people are in a spot, there is a protectionism, right. whether it's justified or not. Yep. We want to protect people's feelings. Uh, we there are often here, here's and here's another big thing. If enough people support them or love them or are connected to them and there could be potential fallout from moving them. Mm-hmm. I loved it when Sister Betty Sue led all the songs. Well, she sings in three keys every Sunday. You Absolutely. Know that. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. No, no, nobody's coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> I am the Temptations. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's a big thing. It's need based. Mm-hmm. It's definitely need based. Then there is just an eagerness for certain positions that tend to get more attention and respect. Absolutely. And you just want to be somewhere because the church creates a hierarchy. And I want to be very clear about this. People act like, yeah, them pastors. No, it's the people that treat people as more important than others. Absolutely. Truth be told, you want to be real about it. It's your friends and your family Mm -hmm. that treat you like you ain't nothing. 
unless you have a certain title or you're doing a certain thing, whether you're equipped for it or not. It's not some board or some cabal or the church Illuminati that you, you got to live with the fact that it's your peers. Right. So that that ego thing comes into play, that self-esteem thing comes into play that, oh, you're the most watch this stable, financially secure. Uh Oh, good looking. You dress the part. Mm hmm. We can depend on you. You're dependable. You got nothing else to do with your life. And all that sounds good. You love good. Jesus a lot. All that sounds good till they steal all the church's money. <laughs> you know? Or again, till they're just not good at what they're doing. I mean, or, yeah, you know. Absolutely. I'm, you can be dependable and not actually appropriate for the role. Absolutely. You could be dependable to be there, but not actually effective when you get there. And you can also be an anointed hoe. Anointed hoe. An anointed hoe, excuse my language, you can Uh-oh. be an anointed hoe. It happens every day. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yes, you can names. preach on you can preach. You can preach on Sunday. You can your you can wear your preacher hat on right. Sunday and your Jimmy hat on Saturday. Amen. Somebody. I hope you wear a Jimmy. Well, you're gonna have a couple of Jimmy's. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Get, you know, and, and they throw the scriptures around. Gifts come without repentance, right. and right. and 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 you, people be like, "You're still anointed. Don't let anybody steal your gift. You're still touching people. You touching them, all right? Yeah. Oh, you touching them? Laying hands. You laying hands? Suddenly, <laughs> you got me all on the inside. <laughs> so, so. But what's the danger? I want to talk the first lane, the, the first side, the danger of people. Well, let, let, let me hit this before we go to the dangers of it. Then we have to acknowledge that there are people who are genuinely uncertain right. and trying to find their way. And maybe somebody told them prophesied or they just slid into something on, to be on. a help. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were just a temporary help and they knew they were temporary help. They were like, I'm just doing this till somebody else comes along. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want someone to come along. I'm not addicted to this, but it ends up being a long term thing that ends up really tying into the their own life progress, the development of the church. So it's not always some jockeying for position or or some nefarious reason. A lot of times it can just be circumstances, like you said, of need or someone filling in. And five years later, like I'm still doing this. How am I still? To, how did I become a minister of music? And I was just like. Right. Leading a couple songs once in a while because nobody else was here to do it. So we got to talk that. But then what's the danger of not being in your appropriate ministry lane? I think there's a couple dangers. One of them is, you know, not being in your lane does not get you to your destination. And you there there's a there's a. a, a what do I want to you want to matriculate in what you're doing in church? Do you? I, well, you should. I don't think you should want to, you know, stay a pew member. I don't, I don't, I mean, there are some people who just literally honestly just want to come to church to just, but most people, if we be honest, most people want some type of position, some type of. Some people want some, that's what you believe. Most people want a position. I do. I do. From from most people that I talk to. I think most people want to help. I think, well, I, I think too much I of the conversation. Help, like, I think too much of the conversation centers around people who do want a, pot- a potential a, a position, 
and they 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 suck all the life and the attention. You know what I mean? Because like every man's not a Kevin Samuels, but Kevin Samuels gets all the attention. Right. That's right, what I right, feel right, like. Right, I, I don't right. feel like it's position position chasing, but I do think it can become a subconscious jockeying, whether you realize it or not. Going back again to even if you don't intend to, you are being fed the message that you are not significant if you're not seen. Absolutely. Even yeah. if you're not technically trying to walk over anybody else. Yeah. You yeah. accept things. Sometimes reluctantly at first, mm-hmm. but then when you hear that your family's proud of you, when you hear that the pastor has faith in you, you know, when people are congratulating you or they heard that you might be a candidate for something that gets your heart more than the actual call itself. Absolutely. And the capabilities. I, I, I think there's a, there's, there's a, a piece to that. Now, I, I guess my question is, so, is it that they won't get there at all and the church won't get there or we just get there in a manner that is less ideal? And is that still acceptable then? Uh, is it is it acceptable? I mean, I guess you can you can always say is it's not how you got there as long as you got there. I mean, but the, the point of the matter is sometimes it is. Sometimes it, it does matter how you got there. Sometimes it matters what road you took and and, you know, whether or not, you know, you, you because oftentimes we get to a place that we can't stay mm-hmm. based upon how we got there. You know, I always say, you know, there your anointing can take you to a place where your character can't keep you. Right. And so oftentimes, you know, you, you've made it now. Now, now you now you've you you've ascended to to this right. position of of, you know, agitant or or you've ascended and so your your fall becomes as hard or just as hard or harder harder of somebody else's because you know you puffed yourself you, up yeah, you, you set pu- yourself up for you a harder know, fall you knew you wasn't ready for that position in the first place maybe they didn't know because somebody convinced them even, what do we keep telling them but see that's the problem see, with I the church though is but, but, but we speak a lot of you don't even know there's something inside of you that you don't know is there yet and but god's you know, gonna bring it you, out of you you know you still doing this and that you know oh, you still at the club man, you know so you still, are, so are bishops and so are prophets and so are evangelists so and how does the next wrong. person yeah they're all, all wrong they're all but wrong. it's normalized i'm not saying they're right. right i'm saying it's normalized they're showing that weird form of this is what a life looks like and all this other jazz but can we talk about what it means to not be in your lane and start with basic aptitude. And can we please admit, and when I say basic aptitude, basic capability, basic ability to fulfill a function. And the only time we really care about this in the church is when it comes to music. That's the only time it really comes into music. But the fact of the matter is it's more than just a musician who can't play or a singer who can't sing or whatever, which, by the way, at this point, and I'm going to talk about this in a second. We'll get back to it. Now, when it comes to music, you can't do nothing good enough. We don't care if you can't sing. If you can't dance and 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 play Thai tribute, you're not good enough now either. Right, that's right, a whole other story. Right. But how about preachers who can't talk and form a complete sentence? Well, well that's what I want. How to about ask. ushers who are mean? Well, that's what I want to ask you, Pastor Todd, because as a pastor, as and even all the pastors who are out there can answer this question. There are so many times I've heard. I said I've preacher, heard, not pastor, by the well, way. Well, no, I'm talking about pastors talking okay. to preachers. I've heard pastors specifically say, I am not going to argue with somebody's call. I will. Why? Why aren't you? Because I made the mistake of not arguing with somebody's call. 
Talk about it. And now people are arguing with me about letting them <laughs> walk in their call. Yeah. Yeah, I made the mistake of not arguing with somebody's call. You know, if God God could have called you to that, he ain't called you to that here. Ooh. Maybe he did. I don't think this is the place for it. If, if you're going to proclaim the gospel and you cannot conjugate a verb, because yes, it matters. Yes, it does. Stop that. Yes, it does. Yes, it matters. Okay. Uh, if you want to be in a hospitality ministry, but you lack patience and grace in difficult situations and with hard to love people, you're not called to this. Come on. All right. If you say you want to be a deacon and you don't have a heart to serve, you're never available besides to sit in a front pew. Mm. You're not a proactive presence in your church. Absolutely. You're not a Absolutely. you're not an come on. You're not an example seeking to make an impact in somebody's life and, and initiate that exemplary life. Not just sit back and say, "Well, somebody come to me." If the young boys come, no, do you go to young men? You Absolutely. you live that life. Absolutely. Hey, I've seen some 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 people. If, if your credit score ain't even up where it need to be, you don't need to be a trustee or a finance committee person. Absolutely, Absolutely. What you, you signing file, for? What, what you signing for? <laughs> Cash <laughs> advance for the church. <laughs> You gonna buy a, a, a church bus and JD by rider? What are we doing here? Your deacon at, at, at a payday loan event. <laughs> exactly. You'll pay day your tithes. We gotta talk about it. You know, and 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 people who we call them mothers of the church and missionaries just because they're old and we're white. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We even get these deacons. And, 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 and older brothers in the church just because they know how to holler because they're from down south. Come on. You know, I'm from down south. I gotta, ah, 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 ah. Who cares? What, what, what is that? I mean, that's, that, that's great for heritage and culture. It's not great for holy callings. Right. You know, so staying in your lane. And here's the crazy thing. Like you said, if they won't stay in their lane, it's somebody's job to keep them in their lane. Come on. That's it. That's it. That's it. And that's the problem that we don't have enough. Uh, we don't have the balls, Jeff. There that's it is. what it there, is. That, we don't that, have the I, I ain't want to say it like, there you go. <laughs> tell people. You ain't ready for this. This ain't it. This ain't you. This and you know what? Because we live in a culture where, well, if I can't do it here, I'll just start my own church. So what? Start. Ain't nobody going to come. And if they do come, they just like you. Yeah. They, they, you know, it's, it, it, yeah. We, we live in that culture where, where hurt folk get a church with a bunch of other hurt folk. And, you know, and. So, and you build an entire ministry out of defiance. I didn't get to do what I wanted to do where I wanted to do it. You know, the, the people can tell when we are not good at what we're doing. And again, I'm not just talking about music. As a matter of fact, I'd be willing to bet the average person, the average person who is outside the church, who comes into the church, and we think that the number one thing, the number one thing they're looking at is money. I mean, excuse me, not money, music and presentation. Actually, they're thinking more about how they were treated at the door. Absolutely. Yeah. They were they're more concerned about how well run and organized the church appears to be, mm-hmm. whether people seem to be sincere, sincerely concerned about them or whether they're just trying to put on for them and prove how great they are, right. which is not terribly attractive to a person who's just seeking God. Mm-hmm. So staying in your lane, you know, means you have to have an aptitude, but you also have the right have to have the right attitude, attitude yes. for ministry because you can be great at what you do and suck at the people that you're doing it for. 
or you totally ignore who you're doing it for in the first place because you're really only doing it for that small clique of people you've always been trying to please and not anybody else you actually want to come you see coming to the and so I, I mean i say it to everybody and i feel like a broken record i'm seven years in at my church and i'm just like no matter what your function is the goal should be souls Absolutely. What is it? What is it about my service in the church? What is it about my gift, my ministry, my anointing, my position, my function? Is it souls? Is me being a deacon, a minister, an evangelist, an adjutant, an assistant, an armor bearer, whatever? Is it actually gaining souls or is it just feeding this church industrial complex where I feel like I'm important because I get to follow somebody around with a briefcase or I get to sit on a certain pew or I get acknowledged a certain way or I'm always in the know? I don't even care if I'm not doing anything as long as I always know what's going on in the church because I got this position. So I'm always in the back room and I'm always here in the jump. Like I get to be on that. So that's staying in your lane. But I think there's a danger to the concept of staying in your lane. And go back to that fast lane analogy, Jeff, because now we create these worlds where if you're almost expected in this new millennium and this new millennium church a public presentation and, and the desire and pursuit of excellence that if you are not already a professional, if you are not already at the height of, again, what appears to be a small cabal of expectation that nobody else really cares about. So you just can't be in the fast lane. If you're a music ministry, you got to be a Lamborghini or a Corvette. Right. Right. Maybe somebody has learned how to push that, vehicle they do have and they can keep up and do what they need to do but you're not good enough and people are pushing you out of a lane that you're actually suitable for because you don't meet these unrealistic expectations well you're not a high value worship leader exactly (laughs) one of the things one of the things i will say is that you know when we're talking about standing using that analogy of of that race when you're running at some point or another you're allowed to switch lanes but you always want to get the closest to the inside so in that, because that lane, you know, is the fastest lane. So here's the thing, you know, in particular, somebody like you, your lane for a long time was the youth, the music. Correct. You know, and organ, so, music, and, yeah. organ, and so people saw you as this youth pastor and just come on over here and play for our youth or preach to our youth. And, and, you know, when I met you, you were far above that. But I still saw people looking at you as that. And so there is a time that you have to switch lanes. Correct. There is a time that you have to say, you know what? Nah, you know, that's not what I do anymore. Right. I, I, I am. I am either above that or I am or God has shifted me in some type of way or another. So there are shifts that take place. So when we say stay in your lane, stay in your lane up until that shift happens. I agree 100 percent. And some people miss their exit. That the church say amen. 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 So uh, they, they do. And and they, you know, I, I've done it because I was blocked in. There was a vehicle between me and where I needed to get to. Come on. And and I said this this morning in our sermon, like the woman touching Jesus's hem of his garment and all. And we make like the crowd out to be villains. They're not necessarily villains. Oh. They want Jesus too. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just all we can assume. I'm sure there are people of varying in- intentions, you know, in the crowd, but they're not like turning around like, no, stay away. We hate you. You're bleeding, blah, 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 blah. There's just a crowd. Right. It's a neutral situation. It's negative for you, but it's <laughs> neutral in its own right. And so I, I agree with you 100% that there is a time to shift. But like in traffic laws, there's a legal way to make a shift. And you can be pulled over and, and ticketed for illegally changing lanes. You know one of the places you're not supposed to change lanes? 
in the middle of an intersection. Did you know that? In the middle of an intersection. So, like, if you're going through a red light intersection, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to change lanes right there. You're right, supposed to wait right, until right, you right. pass through. Mm-hmm. Pass through. And because that can be particularly dangerous time to do it. So, in times of transition, you know, where people just decide, especially when things are changing, when there's no pastor, right. when someone has died or other people have exited, People just want to jump in the spots because there's an opening now. I can be a new person. I can take on an opportunity I didn't have before. But they didn't actually stop to think, okay, at this transitionary time, this junction in life, where where at do I belong? How about we get past it first, see who's faithful before they get a position, come then on, see come on, come what on. they're doing. Come Lady Dela Cruz says some missed the exit because they didn't read the signs. Wow. Shamika. <laughs> <laughs> No, they, 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 uh, they, they, you're right. I've done that. You know, we, 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 we don't read the science. It's apparent. It's obvious. And yes, in a sincere and right way, Pastor Jeff, there are people who will speak to you and speak into your life and be like, hey, listen, this is there's a transition and change coming for you. And, and, and what makes it bad is that there's so many cheap prophecies oh that it's hard to believe that the, the sincere one. Absolutely. And and maybe that's the part, maybe that's the confusion that so many in the church. It's not that there are so many choices and uncertainty. It's that there are so many voices and perceived certainty. There are so many people who are so certain about people's lives in the church, and they impose their certainty on them. Right. And that individual, because no matter what the prophecy is, here's the crazy thing about any type of prophecy. Excuse me, I shouldn't drink all this pop. Here's the crazy thing about this prophecy. No matter how accurate or great a prophet is, the Bible even says you don't know it until it comes to pass or not. It is. Yes. You don't know if it's right or not. Accurate. In all honesty, when you read, you know, say Luke 4, Luke 4, you know, the Bible says Jesus is led into the temp- right. to the wilderness to be tempted. Three times he's tempted. And all three times, what does the devil say? If you be. If you, yeah. If you be Luke chapter three, he's baptized and God says, thou art my son and whom I'm well pleased. And the devil's challenging him. Right. With what's already, if you, so, but if you already know later. who you are, you can't be tempted by the, if you be correct. So that's the point. We have to get our affirmation from God first and, you know, and so. And learn how to be who you are, where you are, regardless of where you are, or to say a word that doesn't exist, irregardless of where you are. Right. That's it. That's a pastor word that doesn't exist. Uh, (laughs) But but, but back to that that theme of sometimes we intimidate people out of a particular function that they could grow and develop in because they're not portraying perfection on the front end. Mm. We've created a false sense of staging. And 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 showmanship. And instead of looking for faithful servants, we're asking people whether they can live up to the showmanship that's required of them as opposed to the servanthood that's required of them. And then we tell them, well, you're not ready for this stage yet. No, maybe if you just let that person stand flat foot and sing or preach or serve quietly or not be the best dressed or not be the person who has a whole binder full of hospitality notes, come just on, let them on, be in within who they are. They would develop into that and it will never be what you wanted it to be, but it would be what's best for the ministry and for the kingdom. But we have these images that we're trying to personify that are often somebody else's. How many times I've been, a, I've been a drifter when I was driving. That's how I became a speeder. I was a drifter, a tailor. Mm-hmm. When somebody was coming up driving as fast as I wanted to drive, 
and they're flying up, especially 71. I would go going to Columbus and back and forth for, for my work meetings and stuff. I would drift behind them and go as fast as they were going, whether my car could handle it or not, whether I should be going that way or not. And then as soon as the drifter flies off and gets off an exit, now I got to figure out for myself again how fast I'm going to go and what lane I'm going to be in because I was living in their shadow. I was living and, and cruising according to what they were doing. But sooner or later, they're going to go away. Right. You know, and 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 we create this world and I fear for the church cannot be the organic place it needs to be because too many people are chasing an image and a presentation and an operation that God didn't ordain for them. He ordained for somebody else. But because of the spirit of comparison and competition and that's where it's at now. And look at how many people they got doing what they do. If I do what they do, I'll get what they got. Right, 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 right. Oh, man. Let's talk about stay in your lane. Can I talk about staying in your lane? Talk about Imitation I, others. I listened to a person talk about flyers and presentation, how churches pre- present themselves. And, it, and we've had the conversation with K1 and different yeah, ones yeah, about flyers. Yeah. And you, you churches need to get a professional. You churches need to get somebody who, and I, I'm for that, getting someone. But first of all, I've never met a person who said, I came to this church and I got saved and I, I got free from my addiction because of your flyer. Right. Uh, you know, secondly, sometimes we're just creating industries for ourselves uh-huh. and Absolutely. calling it a lane oh, in a ministry oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. when it's really not a ministry. It's an industry. <laughs> you know what you need? You need whatever I'm selling. That flyer. <laughs> you, you need whatever I do. That's this is what you're going to make. Fifty nine dollar flyer. A- Absolutely. You know what your church you is a banjo ain't. player. Guess who happens to play banjo? Here you I am. $59 fly, even though your church ain't raised the offering of $59. And here's the crazy thing. 90% of churches that have people who harp on that are not seeing the fruit of all that investment. Absolutely. And I'm talking, I say in trying to do it, I'm saying harp on it. What you need to do is have this. What you need to do is have that. What you need to do is operate like this. I'm like, show me the fruit. Show me real growth. Show me soul state. Please don't show me that you impress some church folk. Please don't show me that your, 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 your video looks better than the church down the street. Right. Show me that it actually accomplished a kingdom, Christ-centered goal. That's it. That's it. Show, show me that. And, 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 and that's the thing that, that bothers me is that so much of what we call ministry is really this subculture that only we who are within the subculture are concerned about. Mm-hmm. That's what we call ministry. That's why you could be an evangelist and never, ever, ever preach to an unsaved soul. Never go out. Because you're always, you're always invited to the convention and the convocation. And, you ha- and then you just make up another definition for what the ministry is and what the role oh, yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whether it's apostolic ministry and you ain't okay. got no churches up under you. Can we unpack can, uh, bishops with no buildings? Come on. That's it. it it's all over. It's all Preachers over. with no members. So can we talk about how ministry offices and positions and there's this constant clash for supremacy. And then, of course, the five-fold ministry ideals mm-hmm. and how that works would stay in your lane. Because here's what I keep hearing. And I, it's funny because I, w- I put up a post the other week, and you saw it, about community outreach and people just want to jump in and instead of supporting the people who are best at something and da-da-da-da. And I got a comment immediately, even though it wasn't about that. Well, this is why we need the fivefold ministry so that everybody will be operating as the pastors, the evangelists, the prophets, the teachers, the da 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 da. Realistically, where is this really? Where is this five lane church at? 
I think so many people have tried to make it for so long. I think, you know, everybody has tried to do it. And I, I'm you not profit. Right. I'm not going to say it doesn't exist nowhere, but in most churches, you do not have. So, I mean, so what you're telling me is if your church doesn't have all five of these, you're not a valid ministry. You're not a valid ministry. You're 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 handicapped. How does that you're not crippled. apply? How does that? But how does that not apply to the whole kingdom as opposed to one individual church? Because because then you make two opposing arguments. One minute you're saying shouldn't be no walls of division. We're all the same church. We're all the body of Christ. The next minute we're saying if you don't have all the tools in your little location, then you're somehow failing God. And and it goes then it goes back to that lane because instead of being a partnership of ministries it's often looked as a hierarchy and some ladder you're supposed to climb mm-hmm. that you start at the bottom right and and now i'm i'm here well even in a five-fold ministry they 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 hierarchy that i mean the, that's what i meant the teachers they, ain't right. the teachers ain't nothing the past the, the the uh the pastors really don't have the evangelists might as well not even be in it uh, you know so get the teachers a robe and a, and a hat and a miter and a staff well, you sit here and talk about how we're all needed and don't go to Sunday school. <laughs> Am I talking right? You give all these fivefold speeches. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you. You give all these fivefold speeches about that. He gave some teachers, but you ain't been to NAM Bible study because you're too busy operating your apostolic anointing because you act as if you graduated. And again, it, like that's what I'm saying. That that lane stuff gives people an excuse right. to ignore and to diminish. And to subjugate ministries that are not their concern and don't bring them that attention. And they say, well, that's your lane over there. I thought we was all supposed to be taught. I thought we was all supposed to be soul winners. I thought we were all. But no, no. My, my job is to set in order and, and, and break down and tear up. And all you do is tear up churches. Man, tear up people's lives. You just mentioned something that really hit me. Because you talked about Sunday school. And that is something that, you know, honestly... That's a lane of itself because some people, you know, I, I've been to a lot of churches where it's like, that's the first th- place they start. If you say you got a ministry, they put you in Sunday school. It doesn't matter if you don't like kids or not. You're correct. <laughs> it don't matter if you, you know what I'm you're saying? You're a whole pedophile. <laughs> you are, you are, you are, you are whole, <laughs> you on the sheriff's list. You're not allowed near the elementary school. You go, you go in there with them kids. But you get in there with them kids. You can teach kids. You can teach anybody. (laughs) And it's true, though. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. That's the first place they want to start you off on. Yeah, work with them kids. (laughs) I don't. Or R. Kelly working in Sunday school. What's wrong with (laughs) y'all? Oh, Michael Jackson Ministries. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. And and we create these artificial hierarchies and these ramp ups. And I do believe there are some functions in the church that are easier than the others, easier than others. Youth ministry is not one of them. It's definitely not. To be honest. I'm like, bruh, you know, you want to get started, you know, help us on cleanup day, you know, maybe something very general, very, very generic. But you know. But again, we don't truly respect it. We pat people on the back for a minute, there it is. and then they go invisible. You give them a, a, a award, a little the, award at the end of the year. Right. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, go ahead, Big Mike. Should there be an interview process and a training course or a training class for positions in the church? I, I believe so. 
and, and it doesn't have to take on one type of form. I think it can be more organic than others. This doesn't have to be you went through 16 weeks of this or you got a certificate because half of that stuff is bogus anyway, truth really be told. Is. But there should be some clear expectation, teaching, biblical justification for why, you know, and what you are to do, which is why there is no lane for flags or mimes. <laughs> That's why there's no lane. Ah, we, I'm, our, our, our viewership just dropped by 10% right. t- tonight. We're about to be, but, uh, you know, I, I, about I, to face holy fire. <laughs> I went to, uh, when I was, you know, I went to one conference and the guy was saying what he does is he literally has like a, you know, a ministry fair, like a job fair. Okay. Where you can just go to each table. We've done one a second. You can go to each table and find out what exactly is that ministry about. And I think that's a great idea. You know, and you have it periodically so that, you know, new people who are joining can get a sense of maybe this is something I'd like to try out. But maybe you need to have a caveat that coming to this ministry fair does not constitute an offer of employment. <laughs> and, and, and that's the part where we get shaky because, you know, we're going to call some deacons at our church. I said it before. Do we have the guts after perhaps even us as leaders having thought that someone might be good, realizing that they're not? Sometimes in the process of training, absolutely seeing certain behaviors and everything doesn't have to mean they're a villain or they're toxic or anything. You just see that this just isn't there for them. Will you stop them and say, I'm not really feeling this direction for you, for you. Absolutely. I know know, I will. I don't got no problem. I think we all wrestle and considerations really do come into play that are outside the core ministry function, even that person's life function that we absolutely, but you're right. Training big Mike should happen being clear about what the expectations of the ministry are. But, but, but here's the other thing it is on the person because ultimately ministry is about that person's service unto God first, then the church and the people that they serve. Right. So you could say all you want, you can make all the expectations clear, you can give all the training you want, but if that person will not be committed in the long run, I have literally preached, stop saying you'll do stuff you don't have intentions of doing. Stop. You, you, I mean, literally, we've sat people down who are deacons and trustees and said, listen, it is a requirement of deacons and trustees to tithe. Nobody else in the church is tithing. Deacons and trustees are tithing. We're the leaders. We have to lead by example. We have to be present. We have to come to Bible studies. We have to do this. And honestly, most of the time, a lot of ministry leaders and a lot of people with ministry titles are no more faithful or committed or dedicated than the average casual member. And there's a whole lot of casual members who honestly are, are frequently more honest about their shortcomings. And sometimes they're the ones who would say, I don't want to do that or be that. Don't ask me to be no deacon. Don't miss a Sunday. Give like they should. Are solid men and women or whatever. Don't, don't put that on me, Pastor. I don't want no parts of that. Then you got people like, yeah, you know, and, and everybody's all humble at first and all eager. And, mm-hmm. and then you see the patterns for what they are. And, and people say first they must be proven. That was my dad's big word. First, you must be proven. There are a lot of pastors and ministers and bishops who brag about how they make folk wait this long and that long. You still can't anticipate what a person is going to be when they actually get in that position. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, just speaking about your dad, I can recall being at 
you know, agape and, you know, being put in that position. I don't date nobody. Yeah. <laughs> being put in that position of, of, of your assistant pastor. And, you know, and at that time, I, you know, I wasn't always balling like I'm balling now. Not that I'm balling, but, uh, you know, I wasn't always making the money. And, you know, he just came, pulled me and said, uh, you know, he said, I don't know how much you make, but I know you make more than what you're giving. <laughs> I mean, you know, just just to have somebody talk to me with integrity and with sense. You know right. what I'm saying? Not down to me or, you know, and, you know, but it made sense. You know, if you're going to be in this position, you should be given more. You should do more. And so but you have to have that that something in you to, to be able to say, man, I, you know, come on. I, you you got to look at who's giving. You have to look at who's available, who's faithful, who's showing up, who ain't showing up. Who's you know, capable. Who's capable. Yeah. I mean, and we like you said. Oftentimes we don't have the balls to do it. Oftentimes and, we, and, we and just grandma don't. always say some folk ain't able. Yeah, you, you could try to make them, you know, and and and, and it's well, not, some folks will be able until they get to position. That's true. That there you thank some you. Some folk much. will be able until and, they get and, to position. And then they'll be crippled. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, this is not just a small church problem. Absolutely. Because in a small church, you have the ability, you know, that the, 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 the hang up is, or at least the 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 stereotype. This is the word I'm looking for is, well, you just grab who's ever available because it's small and the preacher is always eager for help. And every new guy or new woman that walks in the church, they already got a position ready for them and they're jumping on. Well, I've watched in large churches where it's like, let's just keep piling on whoever gives the energy and support we want to see. And you can kind of hide in the crowd, sometimes in the crowd of ministers. You've talked about being in churches that are not mega churches necessarily, but they got like the ministry staff of mega church. And right, you after right. you look around and you really examine the people that have been ordained and given papers to represent God and the kingdom in the church. And you wonder if they can even form their lips and God help me teach a lesson, not read a lesson. Well, actually pick up a Bible, open up a scripture and be able to reference the context, the history, without just reading out of a Sunday school book. But we're calling all these folk ministers. Why? So that we can, and watch this, so we can put expectations on them, not because they're actually capable. And, and it, here's the thing. You have to be, as, as the individual. Thank you. You have to be confident in yourself, first of all, because a lot of these people, like you said, you got a, a church with 20. How often are you really going to get a chance to preach? Yeah, now yeah. let me first of all let me tell you this. With me, never. If you if you are second Baptist, <laughs> never. I've been doing good this year. I've been doing pretty good this year. If you're gonna go and sit up under Pastor Todd, you might as well go I'm, ahead and get your street ministry together. <laughs> get, get you some sketchers. Cause you ain't gonna get a you ain't gonna get I was lucky. I I, I think I was just lucky. Go get but, you some daily prayers, dog. Because <laughs> but 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 that's at most churches. You got a nursing because, home by your house. <laughs> because honestly, people don't come there to hear you. They don't want to hear you. They don't. Yeah, it's serious. just a reality just a reality. Don't, don't let your wife and cousins fool you. <laughs> They're not, you know, your you your your family showing up that day to hear you, but that's about it. Everybody, Everybody else came eyes. to see the pastor of that church. Some of them drive by the church when they see the car ain't there. <laughs> if, so if you had one of these churches that got 20 ministers, you really ain't. You might get once a year, if that. And, and, you know, a part of staying in your lane is acknowledging the lanes that other people are in. You know, if a brother speaks well 
and they had just have a dynamic ministry about the preaching ministry and they just got it. They just got it. If somebody can sing well, they just got, if somebody is exemplary in administration, stop playing hater. Right. Absolutely. They just like, he's just a smooth talker. He just, a, yeah. Y- yep. Yep. <laughs> I've read a dictionary before. What, what are you mad about? You know what I mean? I mean, seriously. It's oh, like, you're right. You're they right. Just, y'all just like them. I live that life. I will admit my early days when Agape was a smaller church, uh, when I was coming up, and there was always an excuse for why somebody was doing better than you. They ain't preaching the gospel. They, 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 they over there compromising. Don't watch who's coming. Watch who's leaving. I don't know who's, I don't know who's doing either. It's like, cause it's easy to go down that, you know, yeah. every good singer is just a performer. Every good preacher is just a good speech maker. You know, a, a person who is very astute with teaching or administration or operations, they don't have the anointing because they're not falling on the floor and laying hands on people. So they're driving. Nah, they, 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 they're in their role. And so we use like that hater talk to kind of cast off our own insecurities. And, and, and now, hey, if I'm driving the dump truck and I don't belong in that fast lane, th- then so be it. But one day it might come along that you need to move some dirt and the Lamborghini won't work. So I just need to be ready to do what I need to do in that time with that it's needed instead of worrying about what somebody else is doing. You know, now if they're posing a danger to others, like I said, if the Lamborghini's in the fast lane, but he is peeling out, he is spinning around, he is going, well, he is operating in a way that just because he can doesn't mean he should. And he could be creating bad situations for others. And I think that does happen in the church just because you can doesn't mean you should do everything, you know, elevate yourself above people. But there are other folks that just take that tact with you because you're doing well at what you do. Absolutely. And I think a part of staying in your lane is acknowledging and concentrating on your space so you could be the best you can be. And here's what matters. Context. Yes. The context of the ministry you are a part of, even the city you live in, Mm -hmm. where, where you're at has a lot to do. A deacon in a Baptist church might have a different function than a deacon in a Pentecostal church. Absolutely. Yes, sir. You know, there are different focuses and emphasis, and neither one is better or worse than the other, but we're the ones who often have our eyes, you know, what they call it, rubbernecking. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at other people and you want to be that way. And and I've learned to be confident. And we've had these arguments. I mean, the arguments, but I've told you about arguments I've had with others. Like, I'm confident with where we're at. And, and I could honestly say, Drop me in some mega millennial church in California and I'd speak different because the context would change. Absolutely. It would Absolutely. change. Changes. Mike, big Mike, can you put up a uh, lady Dela Cruz's last thing? Yeah, Cause I, I need, I need to, it says training to get on the road is necessary. You have to get a permit first to be allowed behind the wheel to drive. Here's, a, you know, I noticed, and I'm noticing a lot more that people are using these, quote unquote, MIT, ministers in training. Deacon in training, ministers in training, evangelist in training, all, apostle all, everybody in training. in training. And, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I do, I do think Pastor it is. Pastor Sneaky Link in training. <laughs> I do think it's necessary because I think oftentimes we are giving people a license too fast. I think oftentimes we are training people to be somebody else's member. I'll be honest, I don't, I don't even like the title minister in training. Because I think it already presumes something. Oh, it definitely does. It presumes. It presumes like there's no going back. Right. And half the time, they'd be just as proud of that title as if they were a pastor. They'd be putting on a letters. They got letterhead. 
I think they got business cards. I think it's insurance for the pastor. (laughs) It's insurance for the pastor if you mess up. But it's overconfidence for the person. Oh, definitely. Because now they got they got business cards. My name is Todd Johnson, MIT. Like, what does this mean? (laughs) Men in black, right? (laughs) You know, and it's just I, I just feel like, but again, I just feel like it's just another level of titles that like. Here's how I can assure you I'm serious about you. Let me put a title. You used to be a minister of training just because you were. Now it's because we say you are, and, and we kind of put it out there. But I mean, I'm not because well, you it, always but... let them sit with the regular right. minister. They do everything that the regular ministers do. Again, they just don't have that. If you're doing it in your they... church, people are going to see it and acknowledge it, and you're going to make an announcement to your people. All these other titles, I don't, I don't get it. But again, you know, I think it has to do with churches. And let's finish up with this before we go. Every church has a lane. That's true. Not just individuals. That is true. Every church has a lane. Mm-hmm. They have different ministry focuses. They have, there are some churches that are like word church. You're going to get some great teaching. But if you're looking for a knockdown, drag out worship experience that's going to have you on the floor, you're not going to get that there. And maybe the people who are called to that church and are receiving in that church don't, it's not that they don't need that, but that's not the emphasis of that church. Right. It doesn't need to be that way. There are some churches where you're going to get great worship and you might as well just leave when the preacher get up. Mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and <laughs> name some names, <laughs> Pastor Jeff. Go ahead and name names. I ain't gonna do it, but y- y'all know them. When we were kids, we used to put together the perfect church, me and Tony. We'd take, like, man, if we could just get this praise team. Oh, yeah. This oh, yeah. preacher. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, and we was a this draft, the draft of church. This is the, the church Minecraft. Minecraft church, <laughs> the church draft, <laughs> the church draft. <laughs> But yeah, every church has a lane, and again, that's why I said. But we still do matters. it. We still do. It. Let's just be honest. We, you know, uh, you know, all we need is this. You know, if we had, if we had somebody like this, you know, and and it does matter. It, it, and then you start putting people where they don't belong, mm-hmm. trapping them in context that they're not helpful or effective, where they get frustrated and like, okay, I want to bring some more fire to my church. I want to bring some more energy to my church. So I'm gonna get one super Holy Ghost person. Mm-hmm. who wants to be a part of a revival every Sunday. And I'm going to bring him up in my dry church where people are singing a hymn every week. And now I'm frustrating them. I'm Absolutely. frustrating the folk that want to just hear past me, not and go home. Right. Because right. I'm trying to impose like not, not, I'm not saying there's not a balance in a place to ramp up. And, and I, we've shifted things in a second. We've done things but at the end of the day, we're going to be the church that we are, you know, Absolutely. we're going to be the church that we are with a progression and an evolution to it. You know, and again, changing lanes appropriately. People will probably honestly say, and they probably do say now, man, this isn't the church I used to come to 20 years ago. Right. Second Baptist. And and great. But we're also not like on Mars somewhere. You don't walk down like in a space suit and I'm, you know, preaching to a hologram and all this weird stuff because it's that's not us. That's not what we're going to be. So, so I would encourage all of you to, and I think a lot of people watching have their lanes, but I think the best we can do is be an encouragement to people to help them find their lane. And I think that word we the guts, we say balls, but you know, guts is a big part of that. Like the church needs some guts. We, yeah. we need some fortitude so that we don't continue to perpetuate this, this bad, you the preacher's son, you should be a preacher. Right, right. You right, got a right. voice, you should be a worship leader. Mm-hmm. No, you can sing, but you can't lead. You can sing. When the leader passes you the mic and gives you that opportunity and manages the atmosphere and knows the feel and the flow of that church or what's appropriate for the moment, you just express your gift in the moment. Just because Absolutely. you're better than the leader, just ask Kurt Franklin. Well, All of his singers can sing better than him, but he knows how to conduct, arrange, 
produce, present, introduce. Just pass me the mic if you're always to sing. Just, I sing, sing beatbox, break dance, do all that stuff. Ooh, thank y'all for, for, for hanging out with us. Mike, you want to add anything to it? Got any last minute rapid fires or anything? So what's the moral of the story? Stay in your lane. Let's wrap it up uh, for our viewers. What's the moral of the story? What do you think, Pastor Jeff? I think we just wrapped it. I mean, just stay. It, that's what it is. To stay in your lane. Do what you're called to do. If you don't know what you're called to do, don't do something that you're not called to do. Wait, give us some time. I'd rather you do nothing than the wrong Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Give us some time. You know, look, chill. You don't you don't have to come in and get started and be somebody. You can come in and just, you know, what was what's that called? What was they used to call that at Baptist churches up? What is that? When they come in, you, you ain't really a member. Or watch care. You're watch care. You're under watch care. You're under watch care. Oh, some lying Negroes talking about you <laughs> under watch care. Okay, here's here's my moral of the story. Here's my final thought. Faithfulness is a ministry all by itself. That's a good one. Yes. Faithfulness is a ministry all oh, by itself. I, I, I'd much rather have a church full of faithful people than a church full of people trying to get titles. Correct. Yep. That's lovely. That's love it. That. Y'all... We love y'all. We want you to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Like, share, tag somebody if you enjoyed the show. Tell them to tap in and watch us. We can even give you religiously incorrect gear if you want to check us out at religiouslyincorrectpodcast.com. And we're always open to your suggestions. If you got a subject you want us to hit on, something you want us to talk about that we haven't, maybe we have and you didn't watch, but we'll let you know, refer you to the show. Send us an email at religiouslyincorrectpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us your memes of the week if you got something funny, like, you know, ragging on moms because they don't take care of their own kids like Big Mike did. That came from him. I just want to put that out there <laughs> that it came from him. You know what I'm saying? So y'all mamas you know where to take your tiki torches and pitchforks. Uh, you can send us your memes. And what else was I going to say? If you want to be a sponsor. If you want, definitely want to be a sponsor, please hit us up. And if you are, if you're still trying to get your summer body, stop up, stop down and see uh, Mike, Phillips. Mike Phillips at uh, High Street High Fitness, Street in, Fitness Cortland. in Cortland, Ohio. He he get you right, get you tight. You know, Phillips Care, Phillips Care, Phillips Care Training. Phillips Care Training. Yeah, Phillips Care Phillips Training. Care training. Mm-hmm. Check them out. Proud sponsors of Religiously Incorrect. If you want to be a sponsor. Hit us up. We'd love to highlight your business on here and get you rocking and rolling. Until next time, Sunday night service, same bat time, same bat channel. Deuces.